It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, well, I got a couple things I got to do here. A, I've got to get Al to sign a couple of calendars. But before we do that, we've got to talk about... Well, things we talk about on the podcast. So what's up, man? Oh, it's a podcast, Jerry. Uh, a couple things. Um, I went uh, to dinner over the weekend at a uh, restaurant. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one of these restaurants where it's not a, it's not a, a cheap restaurant. It's not expensive. Middle of the road. Yeah. Middle of the restaurant. But you, it's a place that uh, if you split an appetizer, you each have an entree and you split a dessert with coffees. Let me guess. 80 bucks. Cost you 100 bucks. Okay. All right. Really? Without alcohol? With no alcohol. Just figure it's under a hundred, but in the ballpark. Okay, fair enough. A place like that, I think, I don't think you should expect people to pay cash. I agree. I think a pizza place can do that. Pizza place, coffee shop, absolutely. You want to come in and get a two dollar coffee, and I'm putting my charge card down. No, they take Venmo or Apple Pay. Nothing. Cash only. Cash only. Yeah, that's weird to me. And they have an ATM. Uh, oh, one of those places. Well, first of all, I think they had an ATM in the place, but yeah. there's a there's a Wells Fargo right across, like oh, okay. right there. But yeah, I I am never going to put my credit card or ATM card into a non-specific bank ATM that oh, I yeah. you know that I've heard of. So that's never going to happen. But it just feels like there's up to something when they do cash. The, I wonder why they would because you're. I don't think your thought is wrong, and I yeah. think most people might have that feeling. Correct. I wonder if you're the business, though, why you wouldn't accept credit cards. I don't know. First of all, then they have a sign on the door, so that's tacky because it's like a, in a Sharpie marker. Like, come oh, on, bro. That's just cash only? It's a nice place, Like, and, the, and the, the chef walks around. Like, he's even putting the food out. Like, it's a, it's a nice place. It's you a like- nice, intimate place where the chef is very involved, very proud of his food, which you know I like. The problem is, though... Because I don't always have a couple hundred dollars on right. me. I just don't. I you got to know card. to do it. Right. That's another step I need to take right. to go there. And that would cut that place out sometimes for me. Oh, for sure. For sure it's a cutout for me. Mm. Um, the only thing, and, you know, everyone's wrote, well, credit card fees, man. Oh, come on, stop. The credit card fees are even, not that high. Right. 1%. Let's say it's 3% because that's what everyone's yelling at me. Tack it on my bill. Give me I 3%. agree with that. Let me pay. Let me, give me the option, because uh, I see a ton of places now that say um, uh, cash is this price, and if you charge, it's the three percent. Okay, fine. You give me the option. You're I, right. Or Venmo. I have been to one restaurant that took Venmo. Yeah, Venmo now has, and I only did it. Be, I only know because I've done it now with the cornhole and the yeah. calendars and everything. I created a business Venmo account. Well, they so, take. Um, one point two five percent. It's nothing. Like, right. It's something. And so, like you know, people when I was doing the counters, I had not many, but I probably had four or five people question me because I said about approximately eighty percent of what I take in is going to the team, and there were four, maybe even five guys. I don't understand where's the other twenty percent going in your pocket. It's like no jackass for unexpected shipping costs, for the gas it costs to drive back and forth to the post office. For processing fees for the credit cards, processing fees for Venmo, for PayPal, like all that stuff adds up. And so, yeah, all right, maybe at the end of it, might I get a couple hundred bucks out of it? Okay, yeah, maybe. But you're hoping to make a few thousand dollars. It's all going to the kids, but all that stuff does cost money. The other thing is when you are a cash-only restaurant, like now you are, let's say I walk in there with a $100 bill. Yeah. Now I'm trying to do the math in my head. To make sure you have enough. So maybe I don't order dessert because That's I don't true. know if I have enough. Or I order dessert, guess what? The waiter or waitress is getting shanked because I don't have the money to cover the the tip fully that I would normally I think the give. negatives far outweigh the positives yeah. for being cash only. Unless they're basically pocketing 50% of the cash and not reporting it, which 
listen, you do your own ethical way of living. I, I what do I care? Um, that's the only way it makes sense to me. But then you got to worry about every day. You got to worry about getting audited right, every day. I also heard from people because I did a poll on my uh, Twitter over the weekend. I was very busy, and it's <laughs> and I had m- multiple people reach out and say that they there is a, a a segment of the IRS that deals with their always look at cash only businesses and and when they audit you they go based on your supply orders and you, you should be closed right, out of business right or or you should be making all right all this money so why are you only making this much money mm-hmm. right fugazi interesting the car you drive is worth more than the money you're bringing in every right. year apparently yeah <laughs> yeah no i to me it's i don't know why again i don't know why you wouldn't right. i really don't it's so easy to do too and Jerry, now it's time for the advice portion of this podcast. Oh, cool. Well, I actually got a really uh, interesting email, and I want to read it to you, Jerry. And all right. This person's searching for advice, and I think it's advice we could all relate to. Okay. Question for a friend who is a single mom who wants manly, fatherly advice concerning her 14-year-old high school freshman son. Came okay. to the right place. Manly <laughs> advice. The kid is shy, sensitive, and insecure. He's not a cool kid, but not bullied either. Socially average, more or less. The problem is last school year, he worked up the courage to ask out his crush, a girl in his class who rejected him hard. Oof. With the rejection hurt, there was a public humiliation. Oh. That's had a lasting traumatic effect. Many of the kids who were in his class last year are in high school with him now, including the girl who rejected him. He's withdrawn into a shell about girls. Scared of a repeat of the rejection and humiliation. He'll be with the same classmates through high school, so this problem has real potential to dig in through his formative high school years, maybe longer. What advice do you and Jerry have for a shy, sensitive, insecure boy to recover from his first rejection trauma, turn it into a constructive experience? That life is full of rejection... And that you were probably not marrying this girl anyway. She's not worth your time. Right. But how does he... And so... Well, I'm just saying, like, that's the message I would try to convey to him. Okay. And that you're better than she is. Move on. Mm-hmm. And I, it's going to hurt. I get it. And then in terms of the high school thing, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's a situation where if it's that bad, where you can send him to a different school. I know that sounds... But we also hear about kids and having mental issues and, you know, it can really hurt them. And I get it. I, that to me is the best thing you can do is be there for him and just try to explain to him that this is just one that he will see right. or deal with in his life. And you just got to move on. Because mm-hmm. the funny thing is, if he does find another relationship, he will forget about her so fast. Oh, yeah. And that's... But I also understand 14, they're impressionable, and they think that this is their world, and I get it. you got to teach this kid, I think, that uh, you got to approach this like a sales job. Right, Jerry? Yes. Or like uh, you're, applying for, you're applying for a job, or you're a salesman or woman looking for clients. For sure. Got to knock on a lot of doors. You're going to yeah. get a lot of no's. But it's a numbers game, right? They used to tell me that when I was it a salesman. Is. You got to call this uh, this certain amount of clients to get this sum, uh, number amount of uh, meetings to get this number amount of proposals to get one yes. I, you know, yeah, hundred percent. I, I would also say you're fourteen. You're not twenty four, right? And like I've talked to my kids already, you know, a couple of times. Don't be in a rush to get into a into a relationship. I said, because, and it's hard for me to say that now, my son's going to be 17 this week, and my me and my wife got together when we were 17. So wow. it's hard for me to say that to him now, that, you know, the girl you meet is not, he can say, but what about you? Okay, what about, got it. What about you, Dad? But I can tell my little guy, who's 11 going on 12, don't waste your time with this yet. Not yet. Worry about what you're doing. And I would say the same thing to a daughter. Just stay away from the relationships at this age. It's stupid. It's the best thing you can do. Like, you're 14, man. You're not 30. Right. Don't let it bother you that much. And you would hope if he had a hobby or something he likes to do, like, go knee-deep into that. Like, if you like baseball or football, man, put everything into it. Oh, here, how about this? Learn how to play guitar. Chicks dig that. Play guitar, anything. Yeah, anything that's going to take your mind off nonsense. Yes. And allow you to grow in a different way. Mm. Okay, so there's some advice. 
I think. Maybe. It's a tough one, though, because you can't get in the kid's head and get into their emotions. How about this? Hang out near an all-girls school. <laughs> you, they have no man competition there. You could do that. That's what I would try to get Again, into. Not great advice. Or pretend you're not interested That's in, what I'm uh, saying. in getting into a relationship. You can't be tied down. I you're agree. 14. You're so manly that you are not even interested in, in being in a relationship because you want to keep all your options open. I'm telling you, I told you this before. I have a friend of mine whose parents really, they didn't, um, not like he wasn't allowed, but they really persuaded him to stay away from the girlfriend until college. And so he would date a little bit, but it would never get, he would not get serious with anybody. And it really didn't until like midway through senior year. And I guess he felt like at that point he went far enough. Then his parents let him be at that point. He was 17 or 18. Probably the happiest guy through high school. He really was. Because he just did what he wanted, when he wanted. Had no one tying him down. Had no one yapping at him. And same for, you know, a, a girl that would stay away. What about this, Jerry? Next fall, because you got to do it at the start of the school year. You yeah. go away for the – you're gone for the summer. You come back to school year. Show up with a completely different look like Olivia Newton-John did in Greece. She showed up in the leather Maybe this kid shows up in a leather coat. I'll tell you what I would tell the kids to start doing. Boots. Kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. At that age, I would put him into weight training. Oh. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You want to change confidence? Sign the kid up to do weight training or jiu-jitsu. That's good, Jerry. So he'd kick the crap out of anybody that's going to bother him or annoy him. And I'm not doing this to be aggressive. I don't mean that. I mean as a self-confidence, as a confidence builder. Yeah. Nothing. Will build your confidence more than knowing that you can kick the crap out of every. So it's funny. I sold 50 calendars to a guy. John listens all the time. He's got a, one of these routes, a boar's head route. I met him this morning because he came to pick them up at 3.30 this morning. We, we talked for like five minutes. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. And we got, His kids are, I forget how old, I think four and six or so. He was a college wrestler himself. So he's got his kids already starting. And a six-year-old is a couple of years ahead of the four-year-old. And I said to him, like, so you know your boys are always going to be, and he finished the sentence, he goes, they're always going to be able to take care of themselves. I'm like, yes. Like, that's what, just get them to the ground. The guy's got no chance. Love it. Those kids are going to grow up super confident. This is real. Now, I'll be honest. The beginning of this, we were joking around. This I is wasn't. real advice. Stay away. You weight train. Mm-hmm. You jujitsu. Yeah. You change up your look. And that you, and the changing of the look happens yeah. by doing those two things automatically. You learn to play guitar. I don't Cool haircut. Yes. You could what about this? Would you recommend a tattoo just to, so no, you he's could 14. Show. No, we're not getting a tattoo. Show how. No. no. Did you see Travis is? Barker with Courtney Kardashian? You see what he looks like? He's very covered in tattoos. His They're head's engaged. covered in tattoos. They're engaged now, Jerry. I, that's how I saw the story. Yeah. That's too much. Oh, Come yeah. On, like you're wearing ink clothes. <laughs> yes. He's never he's never nude, Jerry. He's it's kind of like the tattoos. Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Yeah. Like the women can't wait for him to take his shirt off. He takes his shirt off. What are you looking at? You're looking at a portrait. He's got ink. But you can't tell if he's got a six-pack. Right. Had, you really can't. Maybe that's all. I'll just ink up my body. I ink up a six-pack. That'd be so great if you just showed up here inked up one day. I one time... Came close to putting one on the back of my neck. What was it going to be? A star, a cowboy star. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I had a few too many drinks. Uh huh. Me and my wife were out uh, with friends, and she's always wanted one tattoo herself. Neither one of us have ever done it. And we were at a bar restaurant with a tattoo parlor right across the street. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm like, why not? And then she's like, I can't. I'm like, all right. Does she know know what she would get? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'd have to ask. But you have in your head the cowboy star. Yeah, this was the summer before the pandemic. So 19, I guess it would have been. Yeah. And so that's what I'm like, whoa, right on the back of my neck. Yeah. And then she's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, do it on the shoulder. You don't need it on the neck where everybody can see it. I'm like, yeah, but that'd be kind of cool, though. Like, I think. You look at me, you don't know it's there, but then we walk by. That's kind of cool. You know, if I were, you know, being bald, Jerry, I could get the star on the side of my head. It looked like I have a helmet on. (laughs) You can do the gray ink on the. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, nice, put nice, the blue nice and makeup. White. No, it's a tattoo. Put the blue and white stripe down the center <laughs> of my head. That would be funny. That would be awesome. Oh, man. I also watched the cool UFO documentary over the weekend called uh, Phenomenon. Phenomenon? Yeah, Phenomenon. I had to rent it, though. It was like a, one of these rentals. Cool. Gina and I agreed on it. She wanted to rent it. All right. 
Uh, it was really, it was very interesting. It was, and and the thing that made it interesting was, is that they they had they interviewed people who were higher ups in the government whose names you would know, like they're they're well known people. Okay, that are that are now you know retired, and that are telling you that they have materials from uh, spacecraft, and there are two. There are really only two kinds. There's the the classic saucer type, and then there's one that looks like a uh, like an Excedrin pill, a pill looking thing, Jerry. So we've been visited. I don't buy it. And well, how about this, Jerry? They have uh, some materials of a ship. Yeah. That they have run through the, Maybe the Air Force made the ship. The elements that the elements don't even exist on Earth. How about Why that? Why is this not the front page of the New York I Times? I don't know. Or the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post? Yeah, why do I have to rent it? And why is it a for-profit show? Right. I don't know. They're Until I see it, I will continue to say it's bullcrap. They're out there, Jerry. They might be. I am not one of these naysayers. I don't believe it, but I'm not going to say it's not possible. And the reason why I watched it was I wa- I listened to uh, the Dog Walking podcast. Oh, they were uh, going to say the dog. I was like, God, you listened to Chris Mad Dog Russo, huh? On Barstool uh, podcast, and yeah. they they were they talked to Za, who works there. Uh, he Za Za is That's his a name. cool name. Oh, it's a very cool name. He works at Barstool. He was one of the uh, kids in Zimbabwe at the school. Oh, I remember you telling me about Yeah, this. so he was on another podcast where he was interviewed. So he kept mentioning this documentary, which he says he hasn't seen yet. But uh, in it, they also they, they show video of them interviewing the little kids from Zimbabwe. And then the kids today, they went back and interviewed them. It was interesting. Like if I'm the lead reporter of the New York Times. Get me Za. Right. And then Za's sitting here in New York sh- City. And show me the proof. And then write about it. Front page. In Zaz, uh, like we can't wait to freak out the population, right? Oh, we got a monster storm coming in three weeks, and then by the way, not much happens. But we can't wait to make everybody panic. Well, there you go. But they don't seem to want to hurt us. They're warning us, Jerry. Who's warning us? The aliens. They're warning us that technology thousands and thousands of years. Now, on our little crappy time on Earth, that's going to happen. Yeah. I believe it when They're I warning it. us, Jerry. About Until then, I don't buy it. The the kids in Zimbabwe said that they were being... This was when? 19 what? 94. 1994 is how long ago? Like 30 years ago or something? 27 years. So 27, 27 years, not a goddamn thing has happened. Well, no, other things have happened. I'm just saying with these kids, uh, that, that the aliens communicate, communicated to them telepathically that technology is going to ruin you. Be careful. That's what they were told by the aliens. But I also think if you go back to that time, our parents might have had that same exact thought. Just like I have that thought right now myself. Right. Look how far we've come since 94. Right. But I've thought for years and years we're getting too... I remember saying, you know, when the phone was invented, the phone was good for years and years and years. Now it's like the phone's invented. What's next? Next week we need something better. Right. And it's it's too much, too fast. Right. It's way too quick. We need to turn profits. Yeah, I remember my dad saying, we need a phone that we can put in the car. It's enough. <laughs> I'm sure your parents might have thought the oh, same I'm thing. I'm sure, yeah. So that to me is not a unique thought. All right. So That's not... the old, you know, grandpa knows best that his day was better than today, and today's going to kill you. Right. And I think that's true. I could make, I could make that case right now for my kids with all this TikTok crap and all right. these apps. This and... is what the aliens were talking about. But it's not a unique alien thought. It's a parental thought. Maybe the aliens were parents. Uh, maybe they have triplets. Now, in fairness to Za, who has uh, told the story, he was only five at the time. Yeah. When the, he says now that he, when he's recounting the story for people, he's doing it out of memory of his story. How do you remember, though, when you were five? Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I only remember from telling the story. Right. At this point, I don't even have the, the memories of that. Of course you don't. He was also saying that in Zimbabwe that they don't have a fascination with aliens like we like because oh, they walk amongst them <laughs> no no not that they walk amongst them just that it wasn't this uh like in our culture in american culture he said it's very people are very interested in aliens and things that it w- is different there okay in zimbabwe
Hey, look, there's a green guy. Eh, no big deal. They described them as the classic aliens. Of the big course eyes, they did. You know why? short. Because that's what Hollywood has ingrained into short. our minds. But, maybe, but how did Hollywood come up with it? Didn't they have to have seen a real alien to think of it? No, they didn't. It's called a Hollywood creation. Hollywood creates weird beings every day. You hear Godzilla? How'd they come up with that? Giant lizard. The King breeds. Kong. Giant monkey. No, but you understand what? Jabba the Hutt. All right, genius. Where'd they come up with that? Big fat guy at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're listening. Like that George Lucas, that guy in Steven's, George Lucas created all those characters. Yeah. That's amazing. Like E.T. is an incredible thought and creation. Yeah. You know? But you have to have that creative mind. Right. I, I really do. I really believe. And maybe before my time passes, I'll be proven wrong. But I believe that all of that stuff is nothing more than Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, at this point, with all the cameras, that's what Neil deGrasse Tyson says, with all the cameras and all, like, we should have more. Something. Something. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm going to I'm gonna side on uh, probably not. All right. Fair enough, Jerry. We'll uh, agree to disagree on aliens. What we do agree on is the warm-up show is terrific. It was today. And we did it this morning. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. live, looking live. Until then, here's a version that we did this morning. So we will see you tomorrow on a Tuesday. So... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't stop. All right, what do you say we do this? It's 5.01, soon to be 5.02, then 03. You get the flash music in there, okay? Yeah, Eddie's going to go run. He's running back and forth studio to studio. That's where we call him, the Eddie Scazzeri. He's got his Dan Marino jersey on. His boobs are bounces as he's running next door. So be it. That's what we have to do. Uh, Sal got through the night. Flegelman's sick. Anyhow, uh, Al Matthew Dukes, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. This Flegelman, I got to tell you, when he fills in for Eddie... Always coughing, sneezing, blowing his nose. All week last week and now today. He's got to get it together over there. I hope he doesn't have COVID again because he had it already once. I mean, at some point, you got to stop with the sodas. No, people <laughs> continue to do that. He's a big soda that. guy. Yeah, well, and I saw it was his Drinking birthday on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And someone posted a happy birthday to Flegelman somewhere. I don't know where it was. Maybe Twitter. I don't know where I saw it. And a picture of him. It looked like... Half the person he was. Yeah. So a lot of soda, a lot of pizza. He's got to chill it. Come on. I know, like, in radio, for the most part, many for many years, radio always had a bigger people because it's a sedentary lifestyle. Move. You don't move. Uh, uh, and back in the day, Jerry, you weren't, no one saw your photo. Like, you could be Bubba the Love Sponge, 400 pounds. Sure, no one knew. And you're talking like this and, you know. Great voice. Great voice. And uh, people wanted to meet you. I always wondered why construction workers and postal workers aren't like in the most amazing shape. And I'm not saying yeah. some of them aren't, but I would think every person that carries mail yeah. has got to be like you. Because they got to be where, forget 10,000 steps, they're going to be doing 25,000 steps a day. Listen, all you got to do is go to the New York City Marathon or go to any 5K. The heavy people are running, running further than yeah. I can run. Yeah, I get. What happens is you you, you do you reward something. yourself. Exactly. Jerry. I know. I know. You I know. Yourself. I understand. I get it. So, Jerry, the New York Giants. I don't want to talk about the Giants. They suck. Suck. Now, Jim Rome always said, uh, it's "Just saying something sucks is not a take." But is no, this, no, no, no. This is a take. It's a take. They suck. They, yes, they're a the bad, Giants. They're not only a bad team. Suck. They right now are a bad organization. I didn't listen to the post game show, Jerry, so Neither I don't know I. Um, what the turning point was. But for me, <laughs> for me, the turning point was when you go down the field, and we talk about this every week. You go down the field, you march right down the first time you have the football, right down the field. You dominate the the play clock, go down the field and kick a field goal, loser. I usually agree with you. I disagree in this sense. They 
were they were winning the football game after the first quarter. They were playing well defensively. They were doing good things. To me, the turning point was not adding on. The fact that they got on the board first, great. They turned. They they got the ball back. The Rams didn't start scoring immediately. It was like, all right, now let's go. You scored three. Now make it ten. Make it seventeen. And instead, they did nothing. And once they got to the second quarter, that I have never seen. Well, I shouldn't say that. That was one of those games where it flipped so quickly. Very quickly, it went from competitive to they don't belong on the field with these with this other team. And you know what it reminded me of? And I mentioned this game to the guys last week because they did the big ceremony at halftime. This, to me, was like when I went and saw the Cowboys and Giants on Monday Night Football back in the day when they were retiring LT and Phil Simms' number at halftime. And I think it was 28 nothing at halftime. And I remember people were pissed and leaving. And they had this big ceremony. And it was like, wow, well, that was ruined. That was yesterday. It was the same thing. Right, you're right. It was 3 nothing Giants. Then it goes 7-3. At 14-3, you know the Giants can't come back. Correct. I agree. And then within what felt like moments, it was 21-3, 28-3. So fast. And it was like you said, halftime, let's celebrate our Super Bowl team when we're down 25 points halfway through. And I thought they were. I thought the Rams were going to score again because they got the ball back with about 30 seconds to go. And you figure Matthew Stafford, a couple of throws, you kick a field goal, you get in 31-3. They don't because of the interception. But uh, just all, I mean, just terrible. There's nothing else to say. Like You don't even want to talk about them. Then the Giants have a fella on the team who's uh, wearing um, uh, number 13, which is, what's his name's old number? Odell Beckham yes, Jr. Yes, correct. I'm not saying Odell Beckham Jr.'s number is not supposed to be worn. Right. Please. But I would give it a couple more years. But anyway, this well, fella. But yeah, but you know what, though? People, they're... Beckham was a weirdo, man. Some Giant fans hated him. Some yeah. loved him. And he never really amounted to I'm much I'm just here. saying, a couple years. In a couple years, she put on number 13. But anyway, this Dante uh, Pettis fellow has got it on now. At 31-3, to three, Jerry. The score is 31-3. to three. Yeah. He caught a first down and celebrated. Well, and the and the Giants made a stop at thirty one at thirty eight hold at thirty eight to three. Yeah, they made a stop, and the defensive guy gets up and he starts clapping and pointing like, Get "Dude, lost. you're getting murdered in this right. game." Get lost. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I totally agree. I totally agree. And these Joe Judge press conferences. I mean, good lord. I'm sick of him too. Oh my god, sick of everyone. Did you get the submarine quote? I did not hear any of his right. uh, things. So that I comes put... from a Kim Jones question. What's a submarine quote? So Kim Jones basically says to him, you know, you're one in five. At some point, does the messaging have to change? Oh, good and question. That's a very good question. And he, this is so this is where it starts, even though he just sort of references it. In terms of the motivation of the team, like, I'm just telling you this right now. Like, we don't have a room full of guys right now looking around and wondering. We don't have a room full of guys who are waiting for next year. We don't have a room full of guys who are waiting for someone to show up and save us. Okay, show up and save us. That's where the submarine quote then comes in moments later. We're in that submarine right now, all right? Something happens wrong in that submarine. It's got to be someone on that ship to step up and save that thing, right? You spring a leak, someone's got to plug that thing for you. No one's coming. They don't get there in time to help you if you don't fix it yourselves. I don't understand what that means. It means they're all alone in the ocean, so there's no help coming. you got to look within yourself. I see. The players on the rock. This is where the help is coming from, within. The problem is they haven't helped them. They're the worst team in football in the last four years. The Giants need somebody with flex seal that could. <laughs> That's what that. they should have asked him at the press conference. <laughs> Coach, who would you say is flex seal on your team that can they cover the They don't have it right now. They, they are don't. Really ter- and you know, it's like, Jerry, I'm a producer, right, Jerry? Producer. I know my limits. You don't see me hosting a four-hour show. Well, if they asked I could you do to, you one would. hour. You would do it. I could do four hours, maybe once, maybe twice. What if they offered it to you? I'd probably take it. But I'd be... <laughs> of course you would. But like Joe Judge, who is good <laughs> at special teams, he's now ahead. Like, know your limits sometimes. You're probably a great special teams coach. What a life that's got to be to be special teams coach. Uh, these players stink. You, you, maybe. You might be Just very relax. You might be very right. These which, players stink. Which reminds me, Joe Judge, special teams extraordinaire, right? I don't know about I mean, extraordinary. That's where, he came from. that's where he got a head coaching job. Okay, from. I don't know that Joe Judge was a special teams extraordinaire. He was a special teams coach. All right, fair enough. So, uh, in that game early on, when the uh, Rams are going to punt, punt, and they've got that punter who's a quarterback, punt. right? They got a punter who's like th- throws a lot, right? Punt. 
you see him on the sideline. Joe Judge yells long before the play even happens. He goes, watch the fake. Watch the fake. Giants line up. Don't cover a wide receiver. And you get the fake. I mean, it didn't end up counting because the Rams had a penalty. But I was like, Joe Judge knew they were going to fake it and throw it. What did I just say? These players stink. You guys stink. Yeah, they do. And they On have ice. to. And they have to own it because this isn't. Well, you know, we were eleven and five last year. No, 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 no. Everybody went goo goo gaga. Everybody went goo goo gaga over them just playing a little bit better last year and saying they almost won the. No, please stop and getting angry. Remember, they were angry because the Eagles didn't play and they had a chance to win the division. Stop. You were 7-9. and nine. You were a mediocre to below average football team, but the expectations were so low to what we had seen. Everybody went crazy over this team. They are now 1-5. They've got Carolina next week. If they don't beat Carolina next week, Al, they're not winning until December if they win in December. They've got the Chiefs on the road. They've got the Buccaneers on the road. <laughs> they've got to play the they got to play the Eagles and the Raiders mixed in there too at home. Two good teams, but there's no home field advantage for this team, right? Look at what the Raiders did yesterday. But to me, with what happened to them last week, it was the opposite effect. It was kind of like they got together and they played a damn good football uh, football game yesterday. The Cardinals had no head coach yesterday, Jerry. They went in and whipped at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. That was impressive With to me, no by the way. head coach, Jerry. Very impressive. Well, they had a couple of guys on the field that acted as such, but what yeah, if it was Joe, impressive. What if Joe Judge did this? Says, you Giants players have disappointed me so much, I'm not showing up He in doesn't Ca- do that, Carolina. though. And he, then the team rallies behind him, abandoning them, and then they win. He's not doing that. He oh. is, I mean, he is all for defending these guys. Now, uh complete opposite and I don't need to we don't need to get into this right now but it was interesting watching Dan Campbell's press conference this morning compared to Joe Judge's because Joe Judge's you know we're going like let me find this one clip because it's just stupid um like he is talking about oh so he was talking about we're going to take positives out of this no what positives could you possibly take out of a 38 to and forget 11 a 38 to 3 crushing defeat yesterday. He's like, oh, we'll look at the tape. We'll find positives, and then we'll make sure we reinforce them. Get after them. Like, enough with this loving everybody and trying to be, I don't know. Where's John Mara, Jerry? I don't know. Bring me John Mara. I don't think he was kicking garbage pals yesterday. Well, he seems to care, John Mara. Oh, no, I didn't didn't say he doesn't care. But I don't see anything happening. I've seen John. I was around the Giants for a couple of years. John Mara cares. Yeah. So that, to me, is not an issue. I think John Mara has gotten, loyalty has gotten in the way for him. I mean, I think the fact that whenever they hire a GM, they seem to go back and grab someone that has come through the organization. It's They don't really go outside, outside to find somebody. The Gettleman thing has not worked, and it's not me just giving an opinion. Statistically and record-wise, it hasn't worked. Every pick he's made hasn't really, we're not everyone, most of them have not worked out. And now you've gone, what do you do with Daniel Jones? Like, what do you do with the quarterback position? This is a big, yeah, he can throw the ball. We know that. Sure, he can run it a little bit. And I agree that the quarterback gets way too much credit and way too much blame. But they don't win with him. I I know. Then I saw Joe Judge taking some criticism. They're like, this game is way out of hand, and you're leaving Daniel Jones in there to get hurt. Well, guess what? We're paying Daniel Jones they're out of it now, so you're not going to play him the whole rest of the of the year. They're- so, what was the thought process behind keeping Daniel in? Because we're going to be for sixty minutes. What do you say? What was the thought process of keeping Daniel's in, Daniel Jones in at the end? We want to compete for sixty minutes. Okay, I'm listen. I'm for that. So you're paying the guy. If he gets hurt, long neck comes in. It's the same that, team. Long neck, Glennon. Yeah, the only the, the only reason I would disagree with that premise is not I agree in most cases I'm totally with you. He had a pretty nasty concussion last week and at that point with the game being over, it's not a matter of him he, that he wasn't healthy enough to play. Clearly he was. I wouldn't want him to take an unnecessary hit to the head in a 38 to 3 game. Other than that, I'm with you. They they get paid, play, finish get out there. I totally agree with you. And if something happens to your ankle, well that's football. But I, when you're dealing with the head, I would have taken him out, but, you know, is what it is. And Kadarius Tony, still made of pretzel sticks, Jerry. He's out. 
out after out. the first series He's or out. during the first series. Or whatever. These Three guys catches, are so see ya. Yeah, it's uh it's bad, man. Can you imagine like going to work to work today there? Oh, like we're giving away Giants tickets today for the turning point. What if no one calls? Someone will call. It's free tickets. I will tell you two weeks ago, no one had the correct answer for the turning point. Is that true? Yeah. And I did not give away the tickets. No kidding. Yeah. Because you, I don't just give, some people are like, well, if you I'll don't just, have it, you don't have it. I'll just give the, I don't give away the tickets. You've got to win the contest. Correct. And the contest is the turning point, not your turning point, because my turning point was when they kicked the field goal. It's got to be the one that Lance Meadow gave you. Exactly. Yes. I actually I wasn't had, listening to that. I actually had some of the post game on yesterday. I was in the car going to pick up some food. How'd that go? They were miserable. Well, how wouldn't you be? Yes. If you, I mean, you are now. You're not even covering the team, or you're not even wasting your time being there. Ugh. Could you imagine if that part, if they came to you and said, listen, we really need a favor. We yeah. need you to produce the Giant games for the next three weeks. I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't sit there and listen to it. That would be so awesome. <laughs> and when the team is bad, everything is annoying. Bob Papa's annoying. Carl Banks Bob is Papa annoying. Bob Papa is why? Because the whole thing. The whole idea of anything New York Giants gets to be annoying. So this has gone well. It's not going well, Jerry. You realize we have the two worst football teams in the NFL over in the all last four or five years? Yeah, and the Giants, because the Jets were off, I guess they had the same crappy record going into yesterday. But because the Jets were off, the Giants are now the worst team in the last four or five years. And we are, Jerry, New York, number one. Number one in what? It's not winning. What are we number, number one in? Number one, Jerry. Oh, number. please. We got to get over ourselves. New York sucks. New York, Jerry. Please. Number one. We don't win anything. Iran? That's the opposite of Iron Sheik. We win nothing. New York, number one. Yeah. And we're winning nothing, Jerry. That is incorrect, sir. Right now, we're at the we're at the bottom of oh, somewhere in 10 to 20 range. We stink. Let's call it as we see it. I was so annoyed watching those games yesterday, Jerry. Uh, I had well, the Giant game. You could have been annoyed. The afternoon game was fun. The no, Cowboys and Patriots was a blast. I mean, the Giants. Oh, you know what game really stunk sports. that was really, because I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch a lot of the Giant game. I couldn't. I watched a lot of the Chargers and Ravens. Yeah. So disappointing. Very disappointing, like Char- And I picked the Ravens. I did. But the Chargers gave you n- And here's another thing. Someone's got to explain this to me. I am so sick and tired. You take your analytics and stick them where the sun don't shine. Right where the sun don't shine. Enough of these stupid two-point conversions in the first quarter of a game. It, it's so ridiculous. You're chasing points. It's just asinine. And this other notion, well, let's go for fourth and one on our 30-yard line because that makes sense. Right. The Chargers are doing it yesterday. Mike McCarthy... I, Explain to me why on the first series of a game on the road, we're going for a fourth and a yard and a half on our own 33-yard line. What in the hell is he doing? They won the game fine. Stupid. And, and then and, and they wanna, and we can talk about that game coming up after the break if Eddie ever gets back. Um, and then this one I don't understand either. You have an opportunity to tie the game. You've got a fourth down on the Patriots' 31-yard line. Why are we not letting the clock run down and calling timeout with three seconds left? Why are we calling timeout with 25 seconds left to where you kick the field goal? Theoretically, a decent return for the Patriots. They have plenty of time for one or two passes to try and win the game. Again, didn't burn them, but two just asinine decisions. I don't understand. I don't get it. That performance by the Chargers, Jerry, they are... They're in jeopardy of being off my top five mm. Fugazi Here's what fandom I'm gonna, Yeah, teams. I'm going to call BS on that, and I'll tell you why. It was a road game. Right. It was in Baltimore. It was at 1 p.m., and I do think there were many people that thought they would struggle in that game because of all of that. I also know how much you love their jerseys. You love the quarterback, and I don't think one loss like that is going to. Now, we'll see. they might be your fifth team. Right. Of your fair-weathered, fraudulent five. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think that's going to knock them off the list just yet. Right. We will find out coming up. When is Tomorrow. This? Tomorrow. I'm going to say that they're still on the list. They're still on my, what are you calling it? The fraudulent your fair-weathered, five? fraudulent five. These are teams I'm currently rooting for in the NFL. Right, because you have no team and no stones to stick well, with true. a team. I actually have five teams, Jerry. Right. No, 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 no. You don't get five teams. That's not how this works out. Now, what would really show me something? She's pretty. What would really show me something would be if you adopted the Lions because of Dan Campbell. 
It's a possibility, Jerry. We Be- don't know. Because we- this guy is absolutely true. I love this guy. All right, let's see him. Uh, well, we're gonna, here's what we're going to yeah, do. Take we're, a break. We're going to run around the league a little bit, and Eddie is back. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. Right. It's 20 after 5. We'll come back. We'll give you some Dan Campbell, some other stuff from around the NFL, and then we've got Boomer and Gio on a football Monday coming up at 6 on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That was a beat down. 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 There were beat downs all over the place yesterday in the NFL. That was a beat down. Ah, the Giants got beat down. The Lions get beat down. Who was that saying that? That was Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell had some, there were some really good stuff, uh, as you can imagine. I've never seen him in all these times that he's been in front of the media after a loss because they've been competitive. In this case, kudos to them. They did a damn good job. They whipped our ass. <laughs> yes, they did. And the one, what's really interesting to me, and we can move off this, but I just found it interesting because I did see, you A, you put it on the show sheet. B, it was in the headlines, too, like on the sports sites, where it made they made it seem like he went after Jared Goff. Yes. When he spoke for 12 minutes, and he did nothing but defend Jared Goff for about, Ten and a half of it, to where he gets to a point at the end, and I want to I want to take notice of the pause. Yes, and he's smacking the sheet because it's as if he's thinking: Do I say it or don't I say it? Now, I will say this: um, one, two, three, four, five, six. I feel like he needs to step up more than he has, and I think he I think he needs to help us. Now, he went on to say, because he's capable of it, he's good enough to do it, and we need him to put this team on his shoulders is basically what he is saying. But he went on, at one point, he goes off on the wide receivers that don't know where the hell they're supposed to be running. He goes, where do you want him to throw the ball when he's got receivers that don't know where to go? Well, that's kind of your fault, isn't it? If the receivers don't know where to go. Step your game up. So is he what really he said. defended Goff for much of it, and then at the end he had enough. Yeah, the headline, though, is everywhere. That yeah. uh, he said uh, he needs to step it up. Yeah, 100%. Step your game up. Step your game up. So, it was a very interesting day yesterday in the NFL. Yeah, a lot going on in the NFL. The, the Jaguars won, Jerry, so their 20-game losing streak is over. <laughs> did you see the interception Tua Tungovailoa threw? I did not. I told you Eddie, I was not putting this game your on. Your thoughts on the interception? I was not putting it on. Ugh. It's enough. Do you remember Super Bowl thirty? When it was, who's the Steelers quarterback? What was, what was his name? It came Neil, um, Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. Remember Larry Brown? Remember the two interceptions? Now, at least in that case, when you watch the video, you can see that there was a miscommunication between Neil O'Donnell and the wide receiver because he, he drops back and throws an out route and the receiver keeps going and Larry Brown, hey, look what I got. Tua throws an interception yesterday. There's not a Dolphin receiver. And tell me if I'm exaggerating, Eddie. I don't think within 15 yards of the defender who's just standing alone in the flat. It's as if, and I am not making fun of him because maybe this is the case. I don't know. It was as if he was colorblind and threw to the wrong player. Am cool. I am I off by saying that? No, that's an accurate description. Probably it was off horrible. From that London time and London tea and... All things. I did, I told you, Jerry. I was not putting that London game on. I was not. I did. For I it. only put on. I literally put on the final. I saw the interception because that's gone, as they call it. The children say viral. Viral. So the video is out there just to see the play. I mean, it's, it's absurd. I watched the final two minutes. Is all I saw. That was it. I, and Trevor. I tell you what. How about this? So Trevor Lawrence. They've got. I want to say there were eight seconds left, and they had one timeout to go. They weren't quite in field goal range yet. And it was, I want to say, third and like 12. Something like that. I forget what it was. And he goes for it, obviously. And you're thinking, boy, it's going to be dicey because they could have gone for a 58-yarder or something. He drops back quick three steps and throws a strike on a little in route with the defenders right and left 
couldn't have thrown it better. Receiver goes right down, timeout one second, and they kick the field goal to win. It was a... It actually looked like a team that knew what they were doing. They won it for Urban Meyer, Jerry, in the lap dance. Well, think about so think about that. What the Raiders went through, the Raiders come out and play a damn good game and win. And what Urban Meyer went through last week, and his team came out and played really well for him. Interesting. And the Cardinals had no Cliff Again, Kingsbury. But he coached them all week. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, but you need a coach they for the game. They also blew them out. They had two acting coaches. Not one. They had two acting two. coaches. Yes. Man, I love the Cardinals, Jerry. I know. I I know who's going to be on your uh, Fairweathered love Fraudulent them. Five. I want that as a t-shirt. Fraudulent Five? Al's Fairweathered Fraudulent Five. Just, and it's one through five, and you leave it blank because you put you right in whatever teams you currently Rotate, like. right. One line, two line, three line, four line, five line. I found a guy who has my favorite name in the NFL, and that is a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, Peoples-Jones. Mm, that's a, cool. That's an awesome name. If I lived in Cleveland, I'd have a Peoples-Jones Peoples Peoples jersey. I forget. I don't know what his first name is. I'll have to Google that. But Peoples-Jones is his last name. Okay. Peoples-Jones. Nice. And he had a nice uh, catch yesterday. Really, anything goes Jones. with that, too. Like, you, you could name him anything. You could call him John Peoples-Jones. You could call him Smelly Peoples-Jones. You could call him anything you wanted. Donovan Peoples-Jones. The Peoples-Jones. Yep, Donovan Peoples-Jones. The would have been a good name. He's known as DPJ. That's cool. So they got OBJ and DPJ? DPJ, yeah. With OBJ. OBJ. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jerry. Told the, Remember when uh, they were 0-1 and people thought it was over and that he was trying to, I don't know, force his way out and yeah. throw the season? Who How's said that? that? How's that going? Oh, they're 5-1. and one. Uh, I beat the Bears, and on one of his touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers yelled, I still own you. Uh, a couple times. Uh, and people were like, what does he do? I thought that was awesome. Uh, me too. I thought it was awesome. And uh, he said he looked up and a woman was uh, flipping him the double bird, so he yelled at her, still own you. Still, still own you, you people. Still own you. Still own you. Yeah, I like it. He was doing discount double check. He was doing the the wrestling belt move. That was a physical game. He was into it. Yeah. No, I mean, they won, and they won going away in the end, what, 24-14, I think it was. But that was not an easy game to play. Like, Chicago was ready to go. They were just better in the end. And our, it goes. And my Chiefs, Jerry, who's always on my fraudulent five. Um, not last week. You took them off. They were off my list completely. It's your list. You tell me. I remember. You took them off the list. Listen, this is how this is how fickle this list could be sometimes. You don't even remember who's on it, who's off it. Like, evidently, they were off it because they done ticked me off, Jerry. I understand. I hear you. But well, uh, they, they were back, and I knew they'd be back. And uh, also, Patrick Mahomes' mama. I love this. is what I've been saying for years. I Randy. Love this. Her name's Randy. She I, was in here when we, uh, Eddie and I were going, you were ogling over her. Randy, yes. J- Randy, oh. Randy Mahomes, very beautiful uh, mother of Patrick Mahomes. Are you older than her? Uh, probably. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's not unfortunate. Fortunately for me, it's you know, it is I'm what it is. Old Jerry, Randy Mahomes. She she had tweeted Jerry that the interception that went off Tyree Kill's hand shouldn't count. <laughs> not only is she, not only you older than her, you're significantly older. How than old her. is she? Uh she is forty five. I'm seven years older than her. Yes. Oh my I'm gosh. older she than her. She has a child dominating the NFL. Right, and you're still thinking about having kids. I've never thought about having a kid. <laughs> never once crossed my mind. Well, I don't know if it's never, never crossed your mind. It has. You've thought about it because I, here's what I know. You and your girlfriend have had the conversation. Yeah, and this is what I think about it. What if I give birth to a, a serial killer? But I'm, it's crossed your mind, though. What if I give birth to a kid who ruins my life? What if you had birth? What if you gave birth? Well, you would. But what if she gave birth to I don't know someone like Patrick Mahomes? That oh, that'd be awesome, Jerry. But you what blew are the it. chances? You blew it. What are the, I'm more likely to give birth to some kid who doesn't want to get a job. Yes, who wants to stay home? Yeah, it's just like a troublemaker, right? I'm be having to give money to. My hard-earned money, Jerry. You'd be a, a deadbeat kid. Yeah, I would. I don't want it. <laughs> With a deadbeat dad. Don't want it, Jerry. So anyway, I love what she said that that interception should not go on Mahomes' record. I I wish there was a metric for that. I really do. And the fact that in this day and age of analytics, that there's not something to properly characterize whose fault the interception is to me is weird. Like I don't know why we wouldn't do that. Like for instance, Daniel Jones. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Was atrocious yesterday. Okay, got that out of the way. But the one interception he throws, Sterling Shepard falls down. He threw it to the proper spot, 
in cut balls there. Like that to me should be Sterling Shepard's interception, not Daniel Jones's. Right, we should start re- recording interceptions yes, for receivers. I agree. I totally. So when the ball goes right through Tyreek Hill's hands and it was put in the perfect spot, give him the interception. And Tyreek Hill had uh, a 200 yards receiving, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Yes. Like I why love it. not? Let's do it, Jerry. Who do we talk to? I don't know. Roger you got to you got to get the Yaleys on the phone. The Elis, they call them. Those guys that do the analytics from the Ivy Leagues. I don't know. That's got to be something that comes from the top, Jerry. The top. The highest level of NFL. Or just have one of the teams get their analytical guys to start doing it and put it out there. And let us see. At the end of the year, pro football focus. Isn't that something they should be doing? Yes. Exactly. 536. We are flying through this hour because it's all about football. And rightly so. And then Boomer and Geo. Top of the hour on the fan. Is this King Missile? It is, Jerry. How about that? I was First, walking down the street and I saw my wiener for sale on the side of the road. Yeah. The name of the song is Detachable Penis. First time I heard this song, Imus in the Morning Show. This is, this is my tribute to Imus. This is? That's fair. I could see that. Quack, quack. All right, so it's a quarter to six. Well, for whatever reason, and I don't know why. On Detachable you, whatever, Penis. Yes. When I go to YouTube, Imus clips come up. When you type in this song? No, 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 no. I'm saying when I just go to YouTube, it gives you, like, suggestions. And a lot of it are football, you know, whatever. It might be baseball highlights. It might be football press conferences. And there's always an Imus piece from, like, 1997 on C-SPAN. You must have clicked on an Imus at some point. It thinks you want more Imus. I suppose. Or maybe 1992 C-SPAN, I should say, actually. But whatever. Anyhow. Uh, Alan, Jerry, with you, I have an idea for us that we need to do. I mean, let's be honest. At this point, this is now a show. I mean, it's an hour. I get hour it. But we've been doing this for how long? Over Many a year. Years. Well, the one hour, I mean. One o- hour over for a year. year. I think as a show, the three of us need to come up with a futures bet. Okay. So that there's something that all three of us are rooting for. So, like, the future bet for the Knicks is over, for the Knicks are over 41 and a half wins this year. I don't want to do that because I don't have to root for the Knicks. But I think we need to come up with something that the three of us have some sort of financial interest in and that every day we are rooting for the same thing. How about the the, the Giants will only have one more win for the rest of the year? <laughs> I'm well, in for that. I, <laughs> I put money on that bet. So you're 2-15? and 15? Yeah, 2-15. and 15. Oh, I can't do that. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. They're, they're good. They'll, they will stumble into a couple of wins. How about a Rangers under? <laughs> so we can root against Well, that, That's interesting. So I don't know if that's what we want, but I think we should come up with something and All do right. that. Now, they're 1-1-1, one, one, and one, so they're off to a very even start. So if we did that, I think we could still make that bet, I would think. Plus, it will annoy Boomer that we're betting against the Rangers for the whole season. Well, it'll bother... Good Lord. It will bother... Uh, him about you guys more than me because he knows I don't root for them anyway. But then he'll think you guys are just like railing on him. Right. Well, we would be. But then it would also give him more reason to talk Rangers. So maybe we don't do that. All right. So let's pick a basketball team because I got to get you involved somehow in something you don't like. Sports, most notably. Interesting. (laughs) So let's come up with something if we can. And whether we use WinBet or BetMGM, whoever, we will make the bet. And then this way, the three of us, like 50 bucks each, nothing crazy. And then at the end, we've got something all season. All right. Yes? You're in? Sure, sure, sure. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry, uh, last night, uh, Sunday night football, Geno Smith was quarterbacking in Pittsburgh. Had a chance to win. Had a chance to win, but the Steelers won 23-20. Now. I didn't see the play where he got the strip sack with with T.J. Watt. Was it his fault? No. He got hit, and the ball came out, but it wasn't like he, you know, just dropped it for no reason. He didn't cough it up on his own. No, he got smacked. Smacked. Jerry, he got smacked around by T.J. Watt, the Watt brothers. Yeah. By the way, even the old man Watt's playing well uh, for the Cardinals. We talked about that last week. We mocked him for going there. We mocked him. And they're (laughs) they're 6-0. Totally mocked him. Yeah. Uh, but some NBC affiliates across the country, Jerry, had part of that game, uh, Seahawks-Pittsburgh, in uh, Spanish for some reason. How come? There was, some, there was some sort of sound patching mistake, and the game was in Spanish. Now, since 99% of the country smokes weed nonstop... <laughs> A lot of the that people, might be a high percentage. A lot of the people thought that the, <laughs> they were seeing and hearing things... Of being on weed. Buenos tacos, amigos. 
yeah. So uh, the weed thing, Jerry's getting out of hand. It's been out of hand. It's everywhere you. It's go. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking the other day, like, do people? Are these people not working that they're able to smoke weed all day long, or are they so functional on weed that they just smoke weed and go to work? See, like, I, I can't, can't figure out. I can't speak about it. I was never a weed smoker. I don't know the uh, other than what people tell me about alleviating pain. I are you high all day when you smoke? That's it? an excuse. Like for, people. So, use. for instance, when you very different than than alcohol. When you smoke, usually, and I'm just made a regular cigarette, the first time you smoke a cigarette, there is a high that you do get yes. briefly. The more you smoke, though, that goes away, and you just you become addicted to the nicotine, as you know, and you just become a smoker. Alcohol, you still can get drunk every time you drink. Is weed the same as alcohol? Like, do you get high every time? I think so. So then that they should just, answer your question that they might not be uh, thinking properly. Or they're just like high so often that that's how they function now, only being on And that's weed. their normal? Yeah. I guess. There was a guy out when I left Friday. Friday was beautiful. Friday, yeah, Friday was really nice. I walked out. There was a guy when we walk out to the left by the light right before he got into the bike lane. He's smoking a joint right there. Yeah. Like, hey, no, enjoy, the, the police aren't allowed to do anything. You just no. smoke weed How about all you that? Want. How yeah. about that? Hey, listen, is what it is. Weed, 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 weed. Live your life. What do I care? I was uh, not high. I was watching uh, the the Cowboy Patriots game, Jerry. Yeah. It was the, the big four o'clock uh, game. Yep. And uh, went into overtime. And I, this could be old man Al talking. This CD Lamb, no reason to, like, you're in overtime. And I don't know if our perception is different from watching on TV. I than, do love the guy, but go ahead. Than the reality of what's going on on the field. Sure, it's different. Of course it is. Because the perception on TV when he catches a touchdown pass and he lollygags his way into the end zone, get in the end zone. He got in the end zone. He did get in the he end zone, but it looked zone. close. He got in the end Because he was lollygagging. But he got in. But as a coach, I would bench him. And you Benched. know what? Here's the thing, too. And this is because... and. Been able to interview him a couple of times. Yeah. Not that that means much, but he is such a, he seems like such a nice kid. Like, it doesn't bother me. He's not arrogant. He really is arrogant. But he's not, though. Like, he's not one of these guys that's going to go, you know, talk crap in your face. That might have been maybe not the best of look, but he got in the end zone. I, I look the other way. When it comes to C.D. Lamb, I love the kid. Do you think coaches say anything? Like, no, do you, I don't. Why? Because they want to win, and they want to make sure the player loves them, and but the even player like, performs. You think a Bill Belichick would say, hey, great catch, get in the end zone, stop with the... I think it depends on who it is. I really do. I think, and Bill Parcells used to say this, and I believe it, I think stars are treated differently. Well, he let Lawrence Taylor run around like yeah, a crazy exactly. Person. And that DB who was on him, he could have been smack-talking the whole game. We don't know that. We don't know that. And I've been on the sideline a few times. There's a lot of stuff that goes on that we don't know. So that's certainly possible. But that ending to that game, first of all, Trayvon Diggs with seven interceptions in six games, and he has the pick. I mean, the concentration to get that off the deflection and score. And it was funny. So we're doing the game on Compass Media Networks, and they take the lead. And Kevin Ray goes to Danny White. Well, you know, there's not much time left, and Tom Brady ain't walking through that tunnel. So you've got to feel pretty good about the Cowboys' chances here to just finish this thing out. First play. Touchdown. <laughs> and, he beat, and he beat Diggs on that. Well, Diggs went for the pick and the safety. I don't know what I don't know what yeah, he safety, was doing. No help over the top. No. So Diggs probably made the mistake. Probably should have just played his coverage because they were up by five. He just can't give up a touchdown there. But yeah, that was it. Was really funny. I was a huge Tony Romo broadcaster fan. You had enough. Uh, that's enough. Yeah. Yesterday was. I don't know why he was annoying me. I didn't hear it. I don't it could know. also been because I, ju- I just uh, just sat through that giant game. That's possible. Well, you must be annoying. so miserable oh, after a Sunday giant game on I'm Sunday. So annoyed. I feel like you completely wasted your day. But at this point, I root against the Giants. Now you want misery. Now, now I root against the Giants because it's the only thing that will bring about real change. And I need John Mara to know this, Jerry. Now, John Mara knows. He was kicking over garbage pails last week. I think he knows. I would take a garbage pail in a fight with against John Mara. Uh, that's not right. Come He's on, an now. older fella. I understand. Let him be. Let him make the changes. You're not fighting him. No, no, I'm saying I'm not fighting. I'm saying if John Mara fought a garbage can, I probably would take the garbage no. can. He kicked the garbage pail, and it was like. He did win that one. Yes, he did. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back and wrap it up in just a moment. Get you to Boomer and Geo on a Monday right now in Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the Vegas Raiders. 
It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFA. Right, welcome back to another Football Monday and another day to talk about the Giants losing. They lost yesterday to the Rams. The Steelers did win last night over the Seahawks. You got the Bills and Titans in Tennessee, and it's opening week in the NBA. Knicks play tomorrow. Rangers play tonight. By the way, like real basketball. Yeah, starts season starts tomorrow. We've got the Nets and the Bucks. The Knicks start on Wednesday night, I think, against Boston at home at the Garden. Is that right? So we got stuff going on. Jerry, you were telling me that the Vegas odds makers only have the Knicks winning half their games. That's what I saw. The numbers forty-one and a half, which I thought was low. That does seem low. I mean, they had, I thought a really good season last year. I know they're not going to surprise anybody this year, but they should theoretically be a bit better. They got Kemba Walker. If I was going to set the number, I would have thought 46 and a half. So you'll take half is low. You'll take the over on that. Yeah, but I'm concerned that Vegas said it where they said it. They because it seems something. easy. But you don't want to have that as our bet? No, I'm not rooting for the Knicks. No, absolutely not. And I would not take the under. There's no way I would take the under. I think they blow by. I don't think they're a 55-win team, but 47, 48, 49, yeah, that's what I expect. And I can't root for them. I'm sorry. All right. You're, so it. you're against that bet. I have to be. Even I, though I think it would win money, I can't do it. And who do you like tonight, Jerry? Buffalo Bills? I like even the Bills and Josh in Tennessee. Allen. The Titans stink. I want the, yes, Josh Allen. What about Derrick Henry? You ever hear of him? I have. He's pretty good. He's got cool hair, too. I'm taking Josh Allen. I would pull him right down. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.